This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. This is Dick Beardsley, and this is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Checking in with Mandy Urich. She is getting ready for the Brainerd JC's ice fishing extravaganza. You're actually uh, one of the competitors this year, Mandy. I, I know. This this is a change. I haven't fished this event uh, probably three or four years because normally I'm down south yeah. fishing open water. But uh, I couldn't hardly resist this year. I mean, it's going to be in the 40s. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's practically spring. Uh, we're not that far from soft water, it seems like, at this point. <laughs> oh, but uh, where, what is your ice situation there? I know it's changed because we got we had to change the uh, the way we're doing the tournament this year because of it, but what, what are you seeing out there? <sighs> don't drive. Do not take vehicles out on the ice. Absolutely yeah. not. I don't care if you see other vehicles out there. Don't be a lemon. Don't follow suit. Um, you can get pretty much anywhere you want to go, foot traffic. Um, you can get most places with a wheeler. We have basically no snowpack. Uh, so taking snowmobiles um, might, might be a, a hard situation there. A little hard on the high tax there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it, it just be smart, you know. With any of those lakes that are within the, the, the parameters for, for open public waters to fish, um, we should be good to go. Okay. What, what, what are you hearing or what do you have personally experienced as far as depths? What are you hearing as the average thing going on out there? It's so sporadic is and it? I don't even, I don't even want to talk ice mm-hmm. depth because mm-hmm. I, I just literally experienced this where it was eight inches and a hundred yards away. It was two inches. And it's all about how that ice formed the size of the lakes, wind blown. I mean, you, you look at Maine Gulf, there was open water at the beginning of January. Right. So it's, it, it's, it's real hard to say that, you know, and there again, if you're unfamiliar with those lakes uh, and you know, you're heading to a, to a spot, stop, stop every 50 feet and drill a hole and, and check that yourself just to be safe. Well, we've had to, you know, change things up somewhat like it was during COVID year in that they, they cannot have a centralized location. Uh, they cannot drill you know, however many holes in that small of an area with the way things are shaping up. So you got to have the fish donkey app. You've got to, you, you get to fish, not wherever you want, but you know, you've got some parameters, you got some, some variety of where you can fish this year. And I think you can use houses and everything this year. As far as I know, I'm just going to hole hop. I mean, yeah. gosh darn, when have you ever been able to hole hop in the beginning of February? Normally, it's such a polar vortex that, you know, you're crammed up with a heater going and still you bundled the bejesus in your fish house. So, yeah, it, it, it's a big change, but hopefully, you know, it's going to make for a better experience for everybody and a much safer one. So uh, what are you going for? Are you going for Monster Northerns? Uh, what, what, what is your plan? <laughs> I'm coming prepared for everything, but ultimately, uh, my go-to in the morning is definitely I'm going to be targeting sunfish. Uh, I'll bring a couple tip-ups if I need to switch gears later in the afternoon. Um, the issue with with us in the Brainerd Lakes right now, especially in the the lakes that are available, is 
it's a lot of clear water. So you got to think about the species that are, are going to be able to be fishable realistically uh, with no snowpack, clear water. And I think panfish is, is the way to go. Um, I think people are, you know, are going to struggle trying to go for, for walleye. Not that you can't catch them, obviously. I mean, you can, but I don't know. Even those, uh, those lakes that are known for really good crappie, Brainerd Lakes area here, we're normally a, a low light bite, you know, that early morning or uh, evening going into, into that dark bite. And since that's not going to help you with the hours of the tournament, you got to be thinking smart. Yeah. And, and you know what, it, it'd be nice to win it all, obviously, but there's great prizes, you know, all over that leaderboard, way down at the bottom of the leaderboard. You can find some great prizes. So that, that's the cool part of this, right? Like, it's not like a normal fishing tournament where you got to catch the biggest. Just keep putting fish on the board and see where you end up. Absolutely. And, and of course, um, it goes to a lot of great causes. Um, this is just an amazing tournament when you think about the sheer numbers of people who participate every year and the kind of money they raise for charities. Yeah, and I think at the end of the day, people need to remember that, right? Like, this mm-hmm. is a fun experience. It's 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 supporting greater causes and getting people out but yeah i mean it's it's a huge generator for those uh, different nonprofits well overall what's the ice fishing season been like has the bite been good has it continued to be good <sighs> to tell you the truth <laughs> i'm just getting out recently really? with our ice conditions i just i just didn't want to push it um that I would say the crappie bite's been good. The panfish bite's been really good for what I've seen. Pike's been good for tip-up. But, you know, thinking about what's going on right now, we've had basically no snowpack on that ice, right? So right. the light can filter through that ice. So there's still a ton of good green-standing vegetation everywhere. So, I mean, that's that's what, what, what I'll be looking for, what I'll be targeting. I'm going to be, you know, using a combination of my graphs and my micro aqua view, drilling holes and dropping that down. And, and, and that's what I'm going to be looking for because everything's going to be hanging around that good green veg. And there's still some green veg. <laughs> there is green veg, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of unusual, too. Um so what about, uh, do you do the eel pout thing? I mean, that's we're going to be getting into serious eel pout season pretty soon. Kev, you know I love my eel pout. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, but I just wanted you to answer it. <laughs> of course. It's, in this household, it would be kind of sacrilegious since, uh, you know, the, this is the, the, the home of Lucky Joe Lure, Lure's pout candy. So, right. yeah, uh, you know. That, that latest ice that you're out there at that begin or end of March, beginning of April, that's 100% what, what we're out targeting. And, of course, it's become a very, very popular fish to catch. It used to be just a few smart people. Now everybody's into it. Yeah. <laughs> Does that say how old I am? Like, <laughs> it's, it's become cool again. Just... But, I mean, that fight is unbelievable. It's like catching lake trout. It's so much fun and especially when you can catch them you know you can go and have a day where you can catch 40 to 60 of them i mean granted you're gonna come home you're gonna be full of fun you're gonna stink and you're definitely gonna have a little ear pulp poo on you but gosh darn it's a great day on the on the water and you know what if you know how to cook them i hear they're delicious 
That's why they do call him the poor man's lobster. <laughs> right. Oh, man, that's funny. Um, well, you've got your ear to the ground. You know what's going on in the fishing world. We, we of course, have, or the DNR a couple years ago, uh, decided that eel pout would be a sport fish. Um, is there any movement towards there being a, a limit of some sort on those fish that you've heard? I haven't followed up with it, but I know they're pushing for it, and, it, it, and they need to be protected. Sure. Um, especially with all of a sudden this resurgence. Um, I, I can remember, and it's sad to say, 25, 30 years ago when people would catch them and throw them on ice and let the eagles eat them. You know, but now when people are catching on, especially during certain times of year, a.k.a. during their spawn, um, you know, you can really go out and, and, and catch a lot of them, which could be super detrimental to the numbers and the health of that species overall. Okay, yeah, I I would assume, you know, you, you designated a sport fish that there's going to be some regulations that come along with that at some point. I'd say sooner than later, sooner yeah. than later. Okay, um, so what else have you been up to, Aunt Mandy? Well... It's a little early, but I've been doing some shed hunting. Oh, really? <laughs> yep. Yesterday I found my first shed, so so I'm on the board. I mean, it looks like it's March when I would normally be out, you know, <laughs> yeah, hiking around. And when it's, you know, 48 degrees out, what else are you going to do? So I decided, yeah, last couple of days to put some miles on. And sure enough, uh, it wasn't a fresh one from, from this year. It was one from the year before it, but uh, at least I'm on the board to say that. Um, it's been crazy. I had a buck in my food plot two weeks ago that still had antlers. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure, you know, it's been such a mild winter, but so I was like, why? Am I, am I too early? So I don't know. I haven't hit the honey hole stuff yet. I'm a little out of shape, so I'm trying not to, you know, go too hard, too fast. <laughs> but uh, the last couple of days, that, that's what I've been out doing, walking, walking and looking and enjoying the weather. This is Mandy Ear, doing my part to keep Kev Jackson's ratings up on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Winter has set in. Bemidji, the first city on the Mississippi, comes alive during the frozen winter months. Whether you explore the hundreds of miles worth of trails by either snowmobile or snowshoe, Bemidji captures Minnesota at its finest. There are 400 lakes close by, perfect for that weekend ice fishing getaway. Located in the heart of northern Minnesota, Bemidji. Hotels, B&Bs, and year-round resorts, Bemidji has you covered for your perfect winter getaway. All reasons why Paul Bunyan and Babe call Bemidji home. For more details, go to visitbemidji.com. I'm Will Pampoos and Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors because Kev Jackson needs all the help he can get. Are you going to head south or are you not since we've got such mild weather up here? I, I think I'm the stuff that I would normally do in, in February. Uh, I think what I'm going to end up doing is, you know, I'm gone most of April running all over the South. I think I'm just going to extend that and maybe leave a little bit early in March. Um, but there again, it's going to depend on what, what happens here because obviously late March is historically late ice is, is, is most phenomenal bite for ice fishing there is. Right. So I, I'm trying to play it by ear, but I got to start making some hard decisions here and booking some flights. <laughs> well, and yeah, and you know, that's the thing we can plan. Oh, it's going to be mild all winter. It can turn on a dime up here. It could get just nasty a week and a half from now. Oh, and, and that's, that's the truth of it. Everybody's like, Oh, this is it. You know, historically January and February are, you know, our polar vortex, super cold weathers, but, 
as we've seen it, it doesn't matter. It, it was 10 years ago on my birthday, which is the end of April, uh, we got like 23 inches of snow. I was on my way to South Dakota to go turkey hunting, and all the roads got shut down, and I got stuck in Morris, Minnesota. So, yeah, don't you, you, you can't just plan anything historically and just because it's super nice now. Who knows? Oh. Oh, yeah. I mean, just the because and we also think because we live in Minnesota and we're being treated to a mild winter that uh, that they're going to pay us back some way, somehow. I mean, we could have early ice. We could have a bunch of boats on their docks in mid-April. And then, like you say, get hit with 23 inches of snow. It could happen. It's it's happened before. (laughs) It has. Or we can have those years. I can think of I think it was like maybe 2013 and 2014 where. We had ice until late May, you know. Mm-hmm. It, who knows? All I know is I'm sure people are like, don't say it. <laughs> we we need the snow. We, we we need the moisture. So be it be rain, be snow, whatever happens with the weather, I'm just praying that here in Minnesota, especially in the Brainerd Lakes area, that we 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 need to get one or the other. You know, going into super late fall, it was an awesome awesome fall you know fish super late our lakes are down like three feet three three and a half feet wow so we we need to make sure we can bring those water levels back up and then obviously that fear is always in the back of my head i know i say it over and over again but forest fires and and everything else when when conditions are super dry so we need the moisture oh i hear you yeah, I mean, it's not as bad up here as it is down there, but uh, we got the same kind of thing here. We're a little bit worried about, I, but we're not we're not three feet uh, we're not three feet shy like you guys are. You guys have been hit really hard. Yeah, we we were almost we were just starting to recover from the drought a couple of years previous, and it was looking pretty good, uh, and then just nothing. You, you can't have those super warm high temps with high winds. For weeks upon months on end. I mean, it just it just drives things up in a hurry. Yeah. Well, um, as we get ready for the uh, the season, uh, what are you stocking up on? uh, Looking to soft water, is there anything new out there that you've seen? You said, "Oh, I need these. I need these bad." I haven't looked that far forward. I know it's hard when you look outside, and I've got green grass and no snow. But I haven't even, I don't even feel like I've dipped my toe into ice fishing yet because we basically <laughs> lost, you know, half of our season. I know. So I think that's a question at a later date. I don't even want to talk about that until March. Okay. Uh, okay. I'll write that down, not until I'm, I'm March. Still, I, I'm still trying to figure out how, how to smush in multiple months of ice fishing into basically like the next 45 days. Yeah. Do you, do you ever uh, do you ever hop on up into Canada and uh, do anything up there during the winter? I do. So, uh, and that's the the tough part. So historically, it's been a lot of time between Manitoba and Ontario in March, um, mm-hmm. and, and even into a little bit of beginning of April, based on ice conditions. I love to get up there as soon as that snowpack melts up there, and you can run with wheelers. I mean that that light ice bite is just hands down. The best that there is. So I run around between Sioux Narrows and Kenora on the Ontario side, and normally I like to try. If I'm already up there, it's not that far, right? Just hop over to Manitoba and get uh, and get one last walleye trip up there. Okay. Um, the we talked about the hunting season last time we talked. Um, spring turkey though is coming. 
I, I'm assuming you'll be out there. I've got this love-hate revenge situation going on. (laughs) (laughs) I've specifically been focusing, and I've got this mindset, right? I've got this goal, like, I want to kill a turkey, but I want to kill a turkey on my property. Everybody else I know is calling, just come over here and shoot one of these things. We've got a pile of them. You know, and I was so happy when they finally made the return uh, to my property after an exodus of almost eight, nine years ago after we had those big blowdowns storms that took a lot of my really good roost trees uh on my property and now they're back and you saw the picture from last year i mean i literally came in from the blind was in the house eating lunch and looked out the window and you know (laughs) 30 yards away there's two strutting in the middle of my food plot so i'm gonna continue it It, it, now it's kind of become comical but uh yes i i will be out chasing them and, and hopefully they'll be uh to be back on my property. I might have to break down, though. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm at that point. I might have to break down and go hunt somewhere else. Uh, well, I mean, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with getting a turkey elsewhere and then uh, next year getting one on your property. I know. It's, it's the principle of it. So <laughs> and this is also embarrassing. So I have traveled all over uh, hunting turkeys. Uh, okay. South Carolina is my favorite. Um, because April down there, everything's in full bloom. It's 73 degrees out. The flowers are blooming. You get, you know, you can go shoot a turkey and, and then go bass fishing, right? So I have yet to kill a Minnesota turkey. Really? Yes. This is why this has become common. I have guided for multiple people that have shot turkeys in Minnesota. And it, I, I just really wasn't into it because most of the time I had been I'm back, right? I'd already been down to South Carolina, turkey out in there. So I've got my turkey there and, you know, come home and, and, and volunteer guide for, for other people. So it's my turn. <laughs> it's my turn. <laughs> I got to punch my Minnesota tag. Yeah. Well, I, I hope we have a fun story somewhere down the road, Mandy. <laughs> I hope so, too. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll let you go, but we got to do a fast five. Pip. Okay, here we go. Fast Five, Mandy Urich. Three. Fast Five. Question number one. It's the Backyard Barbecue. You've got a brat. What's going on, Mandy's brat? Or does Mandy eat brats? I do. Um, Dijon mustard. That's it? Just Dijon mustard? That's yeah. Okay. Well, that's quick. Yep. Okay. All right, question number two. I think I know the answer, but I'm just going to ask it anyway. Baseball or football? As of later, I'm going to say football. But being, you know, a a college athlete that played softball and soccer, I I used to really get into baseball a lot. Um, In just the last couple of years, I haven't. I've kind of made that switch, even though, I mean, it's 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 painful to watch our own team. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, I've gotten into spurring other other teams on. So I'm, I'm going hard with football. Who are you rooting for on the Super Bowl? Oh, I'm not going there. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, sub question, though. Uh, speaking of football, Packers or Vikings? You guys see with the Vikings, they're still our team. Okay, good. I mean, I, I agree. I agree. I, I didn't want to have to ban you from the show, so I'm. No, no. I'm, I, I'm still gonna. I'm still gonna bleed purple. 
All right. Even though it's painful. Okay. Question number three. If you have to do one of these two activities, are you playing golf or are you playing tennis? Yuck. <laughs> well, I knew that would be the ultimate answer. <laughs> can, I, can I go to option C that's neither? <laughs> I, I would say, honestly, I, I'll go with golf just because you get out. And I'm not a person that wants to drive the golf cart. Mm-hmm. And I can drive a ball, but I have got no short game whatsoever. So. Okay. But if you have to choose one, it's going to be golf. It's going to be golf. Okay. Question number four. The doctor says, uh, you need a little more exercise. I need you to go jogging or biking. Which one are you doing? I got to go biking. Uh, I Six knee surgeries later. Uh, jogging is no longer an option, and for a person that used mm. to do marathons, that's super painful mm. for me to not mm. be able to do that. But, yep, I'm going biking. Okay, I, you did. How many marathons have you run? Oh, who knows? Over the years, there was probably a good ten or twelve years there that just went all over the place. The wow. super fun ones, you know, made sure I was doing them at the right time of year when it was warm there and cold here. Right. Oh, very cool. All right. All right, finally, question number five. You got to crank up the music. Is it going to be ACDC or Alabama, rock or country? It's going to be rock. All right. Good for you. She's she's still not banned from the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mandy. Um, anything else going on in your in your world we should be aware of? No, I'm just wishing everybody you know good luck tomorrow. Be safe. I will say this. Ice cleats, ice cleats, ice cleats. There is no snowpack. It's super slippery. Nobody needs to be slipping, falling, busting arms, or breaking heads. So be safe out there. Be smart. Have fun. Pack lots of snacks and wear your ice cleats. All right, Mandy, you're joining us. Mandy, good luck tomorrow. Thank you. Good luck to everybody else, too. Bon, bon, in country.